commit thy ways to him, thy works into his hands, and rest on his unchanging word, who heaven and earth commands. Thank you, Father, because your word is sure. Your word is true. Your word is A and Amen. As we go on, Lord, to speak and to listen to your word, Lord, may your anointing rest upon all of us to be able to appreciate, to be able to understand, to be able to remember, to to be able to purpose to do and to obey your word. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Our topic today is very apt. Our topic today is very special to me. Our topic today flows out from the theme of this church for this period. And again, I pray that we shall be blessed as we go on in this message in the name of Jesus. The theme has been living by every word of God. Living by every word of God. That's the theme for this, uh, several months. And you know that, that, that theme carries a lot of weight. Not just because it is true, but because it's, 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 it's word that came from the Lord Jesus himself. It's, it's word that comes from the Bible that man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. And today we are looking at the key to success. The key to success. And the topic is meditating on the word. Key to success. Hallelujah. Let us go to the book of Joshua chapter 1 from where this topic is taken. The book of Joshua chapter 1. If you look at verse 8, and I'll start from the beginning of verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Hallelujah. Can somebody say to his or her neighbor, you will have good success. Can you tell the other person you will have good success? Hallelujah. But the key to having that success is what we have just read in the second part of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. He said we should observe to do according to all that is written in the word of God. 
meditating on it day and night, and then we shall have good success. If you look at the words that are key to the topic, you find that these are words that are very relevant to us. Everybody wants to have success. And success means achieving your goal. Whatever objective you have set out for yourself, whatever is your aim, when you have achieved it, you have succeeded. Praise the Lord. So anybody, everybody, anywhere you are, you can have success. Success is relevant to everybody. If you live your life without any aims and goals, then your life is not worth living. But if you have goals, short-term goals, long-term goals, then you are alive and you are moving somewhere. But the issue is, will you get there? If you succeed in, if you are able to reach your goal, then you have succeeded. Amen. For us Christians, we have ways of defining our goals. And we have ways of assessing or appraising success. The Bible talks of good success. Amen. So it implies that there could be bad success. I don't know whether you have thought of that before. I'm sure you have. It implies that there can be bad success. Somebody has set out to become a millionaire. And all he could find out from his empty head is to go and rob the bank. And he was able to come out of the bank with 12 million. You know he has become a millionaire. He has succeeded. But is that good success? I say it's shameful success. It's criminal success. It's sinful success. He's heading to hell. Hallelujah. We talk of good success. The success that God will look at and is happy. The success that derives from the values of the Bible. The success that will be of good report. That will bring honor to God. That will last. That will hurt no one. That will be of benefit to everyone concerned. Hallelujah. Said you have good success. I pray that God will help us to have good success in our earthly pursuits, but most importantly, in our race to heaven, in the name of Jesus. The book of Joshua, interestingly, is the record of the success of the Israelites in making it into the promised land. What that promised land Canaan meant to them is what heaven means to us in the New Testament times. Because God had promised to Abraham from Genesis, I will give your people this land. It took centuries. But in Joshua, we find the account of the successful entry of the people of Israel into their promised land and settling down the conquest of Canaan and the division of the land to the tribes. They have success. That is the beginning. That is the summary of what you have in the book of Joshua. Hallelujah. But before the book of Joshua, we had what you call the Pentateuch. Five books that have been called the five books of Moses. 
and we believe that Moses was instrumental to the writing of these passages. God knows how he does his things. When he chose Moses to lead, remember who he chose. He chose a young man who grew up in the palace of Pharaoh. We know from elementary history that writing, the art of writing, started in Babylon in Egypt. In North Africa, actually. Civilization seemed to have started in Africa and in the Gulf states. So it is clear that at the time Moses was growing up, he had the opportunity of being educated and learning to write. And when he became the leader of the Jews, after the age of 80, he carried with him, with him the knowledge he had. And so it became possible for us to have documentation of what transpired between God and the people he chose through whom he will redeem the world, the Israelites. Hallelujah. Are we following? So these things are authentic. He wrote about creation, what God had told them. He wrote about the laws of God. He documented the acts of God in bringing Israelites out of Egypt. He documented their movements and successes in the wilderness. All those constitute the first book of the law that we have. Hallelujah. The Pentateuch. That was the Bible at the time of entrance to the promised land. And so when God spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 2, and God said in a very moving way, if you could read in between the lines, it's a very emotional thing, but you might not pick it up unless you are in the spirit of that writing. God said, Moses, my servant is dead. It's a very big statement. Moses, my own servant, is dead. That was the end of an epoch. If God did nothing, darkness has set in. Failure had come. But God approached this man, Joshua, the son of Nun, who the Bible referred to as Moses' minister. He said, now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Hallelujah. God has set a goal before them. God has said the end has not come. If anybody is here and you have suffered a setback, you have suffered disappointment, you are disillusioned, a new era can, you know, arise upon you. If, like Joshua, you can believe God and step out by faith. Hallelujah. He said to him, Arise and go over this Jordan. Until that time, Jordan was the barrier to entering the promised land. Until that time, Jordan was the mountain before them 
that needed to be overcome. Jordan stood between them and their success. But God said, arise and do what? And go over this Jordan. Jordan at that time carried about 3 billion cubic feet of water per year. It was voluminous. Those who've been to Jerusalem, the Jordan you see now is carrying about 300 million cubic feet of water. It's been reduced so much because of dams built upstream for agric purposes and so on. It was big at that time. And God said, arise, not just you and the men, all of you. Hallelujah. And they arose and they succeeded. Amen. The key to success. But before God left him, he told him what we have read before. And I'll read it again. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. God authenticated the writing of Moses as book of the law, as Bible, that you should read and meditate on. Some people say that the Bible is this or that. The Bible is the word of God. Read it, study it, mark it, meditate on it. That is the way to success. Hallelujah. He said, meditate therein day and night, that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You will prosper, and you will achieve your goals. Hallelujah. I want to pass on a very strong uh, clarification here. For many years, all I have said to myself was meditate on the word. Meditate on the word, that is the key. That's what we are saying. That is what is in the Bible. But let's look at it again more closely. There is a responsibility added. He didn't just say meditate. Meditate means ponder over it. Read it through. You know, study it deeply. Turn it over over on your mind. You know, it's not just that alone. He said that thou mayst observe to do according to all that is written therein. That you do what? Observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. In verse 7, the preceding verse, he said, observe to do according to all the law which Moses the servant commanded thee. Turn not from me to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. Hallelujah. So, let us not stop at meditating. Ntuariuche. Let us purpose in our hearts to obey and to do. Hallelujah. Because obedience leads to God's blessings. 
So as we talk of meditating on the word, let us also remember that we do not meditate on it just to become professors of the book, but we meditate on it to know it and to observe and to do. Hallelujah. If you look at the word of God, there are so many things that stand it out. Why the word is in a position to help us succeed. The word of God tells us who we are as Christians. Hallelujah. Yes. If you look at passages like 1 John chapter 3, 1 and 2 says, Behold what manner of love God has, you know, showed to us that he's made us his sons. Verse 2 says, We are the sons of God. Hallelujah. First Peter 2.9 would say that we are a peculiar people. We are special. A chosen generation. Ephesians will say that we have been lifted up to sit in heavenly places with Christ. What does the Bible do? It's telling you who you are. When you know who you are, it's easier for you to have confidence. It's easier for you to know what to aspire to. It's easier to know where you belong and what you're supposed to do. And these are aspects of what help people to succeed. Hallelujah. Where we read in the epistle, Romans chapter 10, we see that the word of God brings faith to our hearts. When you have faith, it's easy for you to, 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 to do a lot of things and to succeed. Hallelujah. Look at someone like David. He had faith. He had confidence. The word of God enables us to have all that. And it's easier to succeed when you have faith. Faith comes from the word of God. Part of the hindrance for Christians in making progress is sin. Sin is a reproach. But righteousness exalts, isn't it? Yes. But the word of God tells us that even the word of God sanctifies. John seventeen seventeen. The psalmist said, your word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against you. The word of God tells us that, that Jesus is the sacrifice and propitiation for our sins. That if anyone has sinned, if the person will apologize to God and show remorse, that God will forgive. This gives you clean slate to keep coasting on the path of success. What you learn from the word of God. Hallelujah. What do you say about the theme? In Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus faced temptations, and we are faced with diverse temptations, many great men have collapsed because they succumbed to temptation. But we learn even from Jesus and from the word of God that when temptations come, the word of God is there to help you to overcome. Hallelujah. Even if you are looking at it from the armor, the Christian armor, what is the word of God there? The word is the sword. Hallelujah. With it you, you conquer and you overcome. But if you don't know the word and you are faced with challenges, you collapse. But if you have the word of God, challenges will come. And you step out. 
look at some of the people who succeeded. They had faith in the face of danger. They stepped out. Not on ordinary faith, but faith they had tried and tested. They knew whom they had believed, and they were able to make it. The Hebrew children, you know them, Daniel and Co. You know those three who were thrown into fire, Abednego and his team. You know Joshua, even in the prison, in Potiphar's house. He knew how to stand, and they all have success. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God equips us to have success. That's a very, a passage in this Joshua, Joshua chapter 5. Let's look at it. That place interests me because I don't know why Joshua behaved the way he did. But the only answer I have to that is that Joshua is a man who had faith in God. In Joshua chapter 5 from verse 13, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him, with his sword drawn in his hand. Hallelujah. Are you following the picture? You are there in the wilderness, and a huge man appeared before you. He had a sword. That sword was not sheeted, it was drawn. When a sword is in somebody's hand and is drawn, it suggests a desire to launch an offense. Hallelujah. What did Joshua the son of Nun do? It's there in the passage. So continuing the reading. And Joshua went unto him. I underlined it in my Bible. Joshua went unto him. And said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? I believe that what enabled Joshua to do this was the, the faith he had in God. It was the faith he had in God. He could have drawn back and called soldiers to surround him. And then he would talk to the man. He went alone and stood before him. His sword was still drawn. And he addressed him. Not pleading. But what he asked him in effect was, Who are you? Hallelujah. Go back to Joshua chapter 1. 1 verse 5. A life and a, a life transforming encounter. God had called Joshua and told him to lead and empowered him. In verse 5, God says something very stupendous. He said to him, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee. I will not forsake thee. Hallelujah. I think it is that word of God that was in his heart. That enabled him to see this huge man with a drawn horse and he approached him and said, who are you? Hallelujah. It's the same sort of thing that David did. The Philistine was abusing God, abusing the Israelites. And for David, he knew God. He had tested God. 
They gave him coat of arms. He said, I can't use this. He told the man, I am coming to you in the name of God. Hallelujah. If you read that passage very well, you find that while the Philistine giant, Goliath, was still trying to put David down, you know, propaganda, tell him he was nobody, he was an ant, he was going to kill him and give the birds his body. David ran to him. Hallelujah. When you go home, read that passage again. David ran towards the challenge. And before the man could do anything, he was flat. David had no sword, he had no machet. Have you thought of that? But he had told the man, I'm going to cut off your head. So he went on top of that big man and collected his own sword and did what needed to be done. Hallelujah. This success came from knowing God and meditating on his word. David was a man who said, God, your word is sweet. Your commandments are great. Your law is beautiful. Teach me your ways. Hallelujah. David was the one who said, how will a man, a young man, keep his way pure? He said it's by meditating on your word. David was a man of the world. And when the time came, he had success. And it was good success. Hallelujah. And so in Joshua chapter 5, 13 that we read, Joshua was able to approach that man. Maybe it was a test because that man was from heaven. Because he now told him, No, I have come as the captain of the host of the Lord. Amen. It turned out he was a heavenly being that had come to help them in their fight. What do you do when you are faced with trials and temptations? When it appears that success is eluding you, when it looks like you are about to fail your exam, Maybe from poor preparations. Maybe it appears you are not able to meet with success. What do you do? Would you remember that in the God, in the Word of God, you can find solution? Hallelujah. As I conclude this message, I want to remind us that this Word of God that has been read for about 4,000 years, Joshua was written about 15,000 years before Christ, plus or minus, nearly 2,000 years ago. People have been reading the word. There's no one who read the word and found failure. People's lives have been transformed and they have achieved so much. In our own generation, if we can approach God and test God, test him, test God, you will also find that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. There are so many things that can transform somebody's life and enable him to make success, to achieve goals. When somebody is anointed, at the time Saul was anointed, David was anointed, read it up in First Samuel, 
the Bible recorded that the Spirit of God came upon them. They were no longer the same. Some people have hands laid on them and they receive special empowerment. Some people receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you have received it, you know it's life transforming. Hallelujah. There are many other things. When you encounter God in a special way, like Isaiah, it's life transforming. The disciples, they saw Jesus at Mount of Transfiguration, life transforming. But one life transforming thing that I know that depends on you is this topic of today, meditating on the word of God. You don't wake up one day and say, come and anoint me. You don't wake up one day and you just get baptized in the spirit. You have to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. The one that you can do for yourself is this meditating on the word of God. Regularly, day and night. And making up your mind to do what is in it. Hallelujah. There are aids to meditating. The Bible itself. References. Concordance. There are tapes. I don't know whether many of you know that the messages preached in this chapel are in the internet. You can download, you can listen and listen again. Make effort. I need to make more effort. Let us pray. Success is there awaiting all of us. What the Lord is saying to you is arise and shine. And you need the word of God. The word is lamp unto our feet and light to our path. It shows us direction. It enables us to know the ways to go and the ways not to go. Makes us wise. And God commanded, meditate on it, obey what you read, and you have good success. Can we just pray and say, God, give me grace to obey you. Give me grace. In these busy times, in these times of watching television of all sorts, sports, news, business news, entertainment, movies. Lord, may I have time to meditate on your word. This time of so much pressure, running about to beat deadlines. Lord, may I be able to have time to meditate on your word. And as I meditate, may I purpose in my heart to obey your word. Talk to the Lord to grant you grace to be able to stay in his word. Our Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise for your word. We exalt your name because you mean well for us. You have given us the key to success. Heavenly Father, we pray that every one of us that have made up our minds, Lord, to meditate in God's word. Baba, may we receive the light that comes from your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Scripture says, for that light is the light of men. Light up our lives individually as we meditate upon your word and cause us to see success in all of our endeavors. Be praised and glorified.
In Jesus' name we have prayed.